0: Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and since 2016, Monica Shimonik has been coaching moms and dads as they navigate through the treacherous waters of the family law racket. Aside from workshops, which helps with specific problems, her 12-week signature course, The Best Interest of the Parent, uses a four-quadrant model to create a robust healing and empowerment system so that you control the narrative in your life, not the state. Use coupon code SLAMTHEGAVEL to get 10% off the course, and you will find that in the podcast notes here on Buzz sprout and with me i have a return guest mike akins he is a book author a simple guide to child support redemption mike is a staunch advocate against the title 4 corruption and seeks to help others that have been victimized by this horrible system now i had him back on my show back uh season one episode 10 and that was uh i think um December, I'm thinking, or November. But I welcome you back to the show. Mike, how's it going?
1: Hey, it's going great, Marianne. And thanks for having me on here again. And uh, it feels good to be able to do another podcast. I haven't done one in a while.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. This is. I'm glad to have you back on because we're going to talk about the hideousness of the greed of this nation and what is going on and happened to, to some people's stimulus checks because the fixation of the greed is disgusting.
1: Oh, my goodness. I know it is. I mean... <laughs> It will never stop. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take. I guess the world's going to have to come to an end and restart over (laughs) for Mm -hmm. uh, this system to be uh, out of place and uh, totally uh, eliminated. But, uh, man, it takes people like us that's going to stay out here and keep fighting in order to get the word out to other people. And maybe one day we'll have a huge coalition and we'll just go Mm -hmm. overthrow these devils.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And devils is what they are. I mean, people <laughs> don't realize because what happened to you and me can happen to anyone. And people don't know this. And I, I say this all the time. If, if it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, you know, it's, you know, I don't know if you want to tell part of, you know, what happened to you with your stimulus check. It's up to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know,
1: I, I was listening to your last podcast that you had with a gentleman uh, out of Alabama named, uh, I think Eccles was his name. Marcus. Oh, yes.
0: Yep. Marcus and, Eccles. Uh,
1: yeah, he had mentioned, I mean, it 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 kind of broke my heart because he had mentioned that, uh, you know, even though they didn't get the first two, that they were able to get the last um, uh, stimulus check. But guess what? I didn't get the last stimulus check. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they did with my money. Those people in Texas are so corrupt. They intercepted my money. And then they also sent me uh, collection payments again, you know, for uh, what should have been given credit for as far as the stimulus. You mm-hmm. know, so these people are so corrupt. I mean, it's it just when I see their stuff coming in now, I just put it to the side. I like, I'm not even going to open it up like I do all my mail. I open it up right away. I just put mm-hmm. it over to the side for a minute and just kind of let it sit there, you know, and, and then I go back and, and revisit it, you know, with a, with a, with a good frame of mind and I'm sitting down mm-hmm. and I'm in front of my computer and all of that stuff because you don't want the stuff to catch you off guard because that's all they try to do. I mean, their tactics are catching you off guard, uh, stunning you and, mm-hmm. uh, sending you a lot of paperwork. To uh, basically intimidate you, mm-hmm. and uh, and basically convince you that you have no other alternatives. Mm-hmm. You know, Wait, yeah, no like you anymore. said,
0: yes, yeah, scare tactics.
1: Right. And uh, you know they've been doing it for years. And you know, Marianne, it's like, gosh, it, it happens to to the best of us. I mean, even the sharpest, smartest most astute people out there, you know, that go through this. uh, Once you have, just like Marcus Eccles was talking about, and uh, if your audience hasn't listened to that particular uh, podcast, they should listen to it because he brought a wealth of knowledge about this system and about the corruption. Uh, And I learned a lot just from listening to him, although I've been in this, in this game for you know over twenty years myself, and wrote a book about it mm-hmm. but um you know, just mentioning the 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 part where you know there's just so much corruption from the top down uh, mm-hmm. from the judges to the state district attorneys to the federal government backing everything that the state and the uh, state attorney general does so mm-hmm. It's just a massive nine hundred pound gorilla. That's when it's on your back. There's not much you can do, but just you just gotta keep fighting.
0: Oh, it, it's terrible. It's the the greed, and you know, I just wish they never started this to begin with.
1: I do, too. I mean, you know, the the people that are running it are true devils. They have true demonic spirits. Um, It goes in line with the people who are running the United States of America. These are the same people that's behind this thing we're going through now. I don't even want to say the name. I don't want to get your podcast uh, striked or anything like that. But everybody knows what's going on now. These are the same people that's doing what they're doing to us right now, that has taken us through this, this, this reset, this global reset thing that we've been going through over the last year. So the same people that's running it, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. You know, people are trying to find solutions on how to stop or defund Title IV-D, defund CPS. Mm -hmm. And it's just, um, I don't know. How
1: could you defund it? I mean, they are so, they are so backed by such mm-hmm. high officials in every particular segment of the government mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, it's almost, it's really worse than the mafia. Mm-hmm. And with the mob, you know, they say you, the only way out is to die out of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But with Title IV-D, even when you die, they still make money off of you. Do you realize how they do that?
0: <laughs> oh, you know, Marcus Eccles was talking about that, too. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, it, it, tell us again. Tell
1: us. Well, number one of the ways they do it is uh, they pay you, your straw man. Your straw man is your name in all capital letters. And it's the way the government bills you. And it's the way you sign up for the adhesion contracts that the government gets you. You don't know you're signing up for it, but all of a sudden you're in it. It's your social security card, it's your driver's license, it's your birth certificate. It's your name in all caps uh on these particular documents that sign you up to an adhesion contract with the government. Whether you know it or not, uh you're agreeing to their programs. And uh once they get your social security number in this case, which is uh, uh, the child support in the Title IV-D system. Once they get your social security number, man, they keep it forever and they make money off of you when you die. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's sick. I mean, that just- It is sick. These are some sick people, you gotta understand.
1: These are really not, these people are demonic, okay? They have demonic bloodlines. And when I say demonic, folks, really look this up, really do your research on what a demonic person really is and what a devilish person really is. Mm -hmm. These people have the devil in them. These Mm -hmm. are not your school teachers and Sunday school teachers and uh, people that you uh, uh, look at in your neighborhood and see at the grocery store. These people they don't have children and these people actually traffic children mm-hmm. okay the, the whole scam is designed to uh traffic children they uh they abuse children uh they do everything they can to uh totally control the entire system and they know if they control the the kids if they control people's parents children they know that they got you because mm-hmm. you're going to do anything to take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, they know that once they get a, a non-custodial parent social security number, it's a wrap mm-hmm. because they're going to take as much money from this person as they can until that person dies. And then when that person dies, they're going to continue to take money. from them.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, people say, well, you know, uh, you can't get blood out of a turnip, and it's, they can, they really can.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: Oh, so, yeah, I
1: just, so tell me what you've been going through. I mean, you know, this is your show, I don't want to come on here and start oh, running my mouth. But oh,
0: you know, that's what you're here for.
1: <laughs> okay. well, I, yeah, I, I, been, I listened to your last show, it was a great show, and uh. It's hard to follow up on such a detailed, great show that you and you and Marcus did, but uh, i certainly I'm certainly here to help.
0: Oh, I'm glad you're on because you know you've written that book, yeah, and um, you know it should be in every law library and even in colleges because uh, you know I I don't know I mean you can't well, tell young people to read it
1: exactly. <laughs> It is so bad. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, my my high school sweetheart is a, uh, uh, she's a high school principal at like a charter school, you know, where I live. And, um, you know, I met with her and, uh, you know, I suggested that, you know, they bring my book and books like mine uh, into their curriculum you know, and start showing kids um, what this system is all about at the high school level,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: okay? And uh, she said she would think about it, but she had to jump through hoops and go through other people and get it approved and this and that. And she hasn't gotten back to me yet, but, you know, I'm hoping and praying that uh, it's something that uh, uh, we can move forward with because I know it will help a lot of people. Yes. In the future. And that's the thing with this whole child support thing, man. They throw it at you so quickly. And next thing you know, you're bombarded with all of these laws, all of these statutes, all of these things that the state. And then you'll find out that the state is against you, your ex is against you, the federal government is against you. And then they have, seems like a million organizations called child support enforcement agencies that are also against you. So mm-hmm. it's like
0: you against the world,
1: basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, d- yeah, and, and you feel helpless.
1: You know, and and Marcus was saying something, you and Marcus were talking about, uh, you know, having court watchers. I thought that was really, you know, uh, really you know, a good idea. But But let me tell you something. In Texas, in Dallas, down at the uh, Title IV D Court, they won't allow witnesses in the court. You, no can't bring, you cannot bring a witness in the court. If you bring a witness with you, they will make that witness sit out in the hallway until your session is over.
2: Mm-mm. And
1: if you go to jail, that person has to go downstairs uh, and uh, then call the police department to find out how to get you out. It's like the court won't even tell them anything after, after you're taken to jail. Trust me, it's been done to me three times.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Is this that is...
1: the worst?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not right. Uh, and I, I, like, I think I had said there should be video cameras and tamper-proof mics in all these courtrooms across uh, globally. This is, a, this is a global issue. And, you know, having someone wait in the hall and they don't even know what's going on in there. That's, that's against our Constitution.
1: It it is, but you know what? Everything that they do in this system is against your constitutional rights. But one thing I realized after so many years of studying this system is you don't have any rights under this system.
2: Mm -hmm. The only
1: person that has rights under this system is the custodial parent. And these lawyers have written all of the laws uh, pertaining to Title IV D uh, for the custodial parent, the judges, and the lawyers, and the state, and the federal. Uh, nothing is written for the uh, non-custodial parent. That's why they are quick to make you, uh, label you, uh, non-custodial, and then they run the system through you and try to ruin you financially.
0: Mm-hmm. And they will, Absolutely.
1: unfortunately. I mean, this system... This system, we, you, and I had a podcast about the prison industrial system. Do you remember that? The yes, I do. Prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: This system is bigger, stronger, and more powerful than our prison industrial complex system. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yes. mean, it makes more money for the federal government and the states than the prison system does. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and okay, so they they're collecting billions of dollars a year. So where really is that money going besides into back into the judges' pockets? But where else is it going?
1: You know, you got so many organizations that uh, are in this whole scam, Mm -hmm. and uh, you got these child support enforcement agencies, and you know, like I said, that last uh, stimulus. I didn't get my last stimulus check and people and there, there were certain people who got theirs so why didn't i get mine you see what mm-hmm. i'm saying and mm-hmm. i don't have anybody to call i don't have i can't call the if i call the child support people they're gonna laugh at me or hang up the phone or something they're not gonna be able to tell me where the money went once that money is taken there's no way you're gonna get it back
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know And uh, there's no way I was going to get that back. And I just, you know, Marianne, you know, I've learned over the years how to pick my battles. And uh, I promise you, this is a battle that I knew I couldn't win. And, I I mean, I've tried everything under the sun to be able to try to fight against this system, but I had to go on with my life. I mean, Mm -hmm. after 20 years of being in the system and, uh, you know, uh, my daughter's turned 18 and this and that. And these people are still coming after me, mm-hmm. still ruining my job possibilities,
2: mm-hmm. still
1: sending collection agencies after me. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a nonstop thing and it, nothing can change it. I mean, you go get a. I finally found a good lawyer and, you know, just like Marcus Eccles said. Uh, He said he spoke to a lawyer and the lawyer told him point blank. If he took his case, it might ruin his whole career, Mm. you know, as a lawyer. You know, he don't want to be, have all his lawyer friends and the whole state and all that against him for coming in and trying to uh, take care of his client and give his client the rights that he deserves Mm -hmm. because it's just not worth it. That system is so huge and so stacked against that one person that's suffering. And and it's more than one person. It's millions of people that they're doing this to. Mm -hmm. So if you multiply millions of people by, let's just take my case, for example, 20 years of paying a consistent, uh, oh, it's right around $1,000 a month, end up being with uh, penalties and interest. Uh, about a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. so now, if you take a million people and a quarter of a million dollars, how much money is that? That's billions mm-hmm. And that's the reason why uh, you know it's going to take <coughs> excuse me, millions of people like us that are not afraid to fight back and that are going to establish dialogue like you and I are doing. And get the word out and get other people to stop taking it, you know, up the butt and get out and do something about it. Talk Mm -hmm. to somebody, get on some of these forums, get on some of these chats, you know, start writing your congresspeople, start writing the president. I wrote the president about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically they sent me a letter back filled with a bunch of rhetoric, you know, and... Mm -hmm that inevitably basically uh, sent me back through uh, the Department of Social Services in Washington DC. And some lady from that federal agency, which is over all of this, um, sent me a couple of letters. And I think I maybe even had a phone conversation with them. But I mean, it's like once you get to that level, they know what's going on. They're in it with the states. They're not going to do anything to help you. They're just going to play along with the game and they're just going to give you a lot of rhetoric and tell you what you need to do and this and that. And they're not there to go into the courtrooms with you to see the corruption and to see how this stuff is going. As a matter of fact, they know exactly what's going on in those courts. Mm -hmm. So um, all they do is uh, BS you to get you off the phone and then they send you a letter with a bunch of rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And nothing gets done or nothing gets
0: changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, you know, other people, groups have, you know, written letters to legislatures and, you know, their senators and nothing's getting done. I mean, nice. it's, it's like, you know, you're trying to help, you know, I'm running these podcasts to inform people. Yeah, and it's, it's just... Um, I don't know. Maybe someone else will listen to us and maybe they'll have some great idea that might be able to, to maybe stop this mess because really,
1: you know, it's worth a try, Marianne. I mean, that's the reason why you and I are still out here in the fight. Um, you know, you know, you're having good people on your show and you're keeping the dialogue going and, uh, you know, you're passionate about this. You're not doing it for the money. You're doing it to help others not have to go through what you went through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, <clears throat> I tell you, uh, it takes people like us, you know, to, you know, keep this stuff out there, keep the dialogue going. If we got any kind of chance in changing uh, this horrible system. Mm-hmm
0: who knows, you know, hopefully within our lifetime, we will see the change. Yeah. uh, (sighs) It's just so exhausting. Yeah. I mean, it's just so exhausting. What what you've been through and I've been through, it's just so exhausting. I mean,
1: for people who haven't read your book, tell them about how this puts you basically on your deathbed
0: oh just the stress of a very vindictive judge and it wasn't just the family court judge uh it was also cuz you know we had a family court judge and then we had a child support judge <laughs> and right. as evil as they come and other nurses warned me they they said you know we don't know if she's a man or a woman. We really don't know. It de- what? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know who's a man or a woman. The judge. What? Yes. You had, you had a
1: weird judge like that?
0: Well, I guess, I mean, you know. I don't get it. I mean, I thought, well, I, I think I can tell she's a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but the other one nurse, she said, well, it depends on what mood she's in. If she wears the peach lipstick. You could be in a bad way, but she wears the pink lipstick. Oh, my God. It's going to be worse. It was like, oh, no. And, um, yeah, she was. she just would not stop. She was relentless. And the thing is, she did not look at my past history of my job and what had happened. You can't just say, okay, here's a nurse. Uh, um, A nurse making really good money does not voluntarily quit their job.
1: Absolutely.
0: It was done through false accusations, allegations that turned into indications. And that's how I lost my job because a hospital had to have their indications in by a certain time, thanks to the Penn State scandal Mm -hmm. that happened way back around when. This was happening to me. And um, she didn't care to look and say, "Oh, you shouldn't be paying child support at all." <laughs> is what, if she was normal, if I, right. I mean, if I was a judge and I saw that, I'd be like, "Something is up. You've had back-to-back false indications you, that right. you were exonerated from. However, right. you know, the, the hospital did this because you had your CPS hearing. Two weeks later, when they needed your CPS or your um, child abuse clearances in. So, you know, I mean, I think judges have to dig a little deeper and look into the the person that they're reviewing their case history. They're going to have to do some work. I hate to break them, but they have got to do more study instead of saying, well, you're still a registered nurse and we're going to hold you at the income capacity of a full time registered nurse when I never was ever because I was per diem. So I, so I could take the kids to their dentist appointments, all that stuff. Right. But even, you know, like not just me, not just other women. But men as well. I mean, this is happening. This is like it, almost neck to neck. Uh, I know that it had been happening to men a lot, but it was now, see, it's like now the shoe's on the other foot. And I think uh, judges are making up for um, doing this to men for so many years. Now they're doing this to women. And some women don't believe it, but they will when they're in that position.
2: Right.
1: That is... Unbelievable. It is just unfathomable for the average person to understand what this system is all about. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, and this judge was relentless. She would not quit. And she, you know, drove me to a heart attack, to be honest with you. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and it, and it didn't help that when you're in a, they call it a support contempt hearing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that the ex would run up to the rail without even being asked to, to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, guess, I guess he thought he could run up to the rail and say, Your Honor, she's been defiant in paying her child support. I'm thinking, buddy, <laughs> you make more money than, um, I think the judge makes a little bit more than you.
2: Right.
0: (laughs) But I'm just like, you don't need any money after what you've done to me. But yet you want the money. But then you won't let me see the kids. (laughs) Wow. Something has to change.
1: That is crazy. And they know that you want to see your kids, they know you love your kids, and they know you want to see your kids.
0: Definitely. And, you know, now that you mentioned that, I was in a support conference, and it was with uh, the ex and his attorney, and his attorney mm-hmm. who's just as horrible as the dirt on my shoe, or, you know, the horse poop in the stall. He says, to me, he says to me, why don't you go be a traveling nurse? Now, bear in mind, I'm under indication. So they would consider me a child abuser. I wouldn't even be able to get a job as a traveling nurse. But I said to him, I said, you know what? I I want to see my kids. Right. Why would I travel?
1: Exactly.
0: I'm not not the.
1: See how how they don't care. They Mm
0: -hmm. don't even
1: fathom or care about you personally or your love for your kids. Mm -hmm. That's not what you're there for. You're there to get manipulated and exploited for their financial gain. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna turn it around and make it seem like you're the person that's causing all of these problems. Mm -hmm. Just like what you and Marcus Eccles were talking about, how uh, they get these labels. uh, Like if you're in corporate America, you're labeled a deadbeat dad. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're working for a big company and they find out you got child support, it's supposed to take your third payment, your third paycheck, It's supposed to be when they take child support out. If you're starting a new job, they take it out right away because they know they can do it. And who Mm -hmm. are you going to talk to? Who are you going to complain to? Uh, That's one of the uh, corrupt ways that they do stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like what you and Marcus were talking about, how they label you a deadbeat dad and they they tell you, oh, it's your problem. You're the one that, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't got the divorce and got in this system and didn't take care of your kids and didn't do this and do, didn't do this right, or you wouldn't be in this situation. People have no clue about really how this system is stacked against a taxpaying good person that is one to do right. You're, you're there to try to do right because you love your kids. If you've always been a person that has taken care of business, that has handled his business or her business, You've done it professionally, you know. You don't have a whole lot of outstanding bills and debts and collections and this and that. They're here to to make it to where you're gonna now have that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're gonna now have bills and collections, and they're gonna turn a good person, no matter what type of person you are, they're gonna turn you into a bad person going mm-hmm. through their system. It's it's, oh. it's sad. It is just. Mm-hmm. One of the most unfortunate situations you could ever be in for being born in
0: this oh, world. right, right. I, I just sat there and I just thought, I just don't know what to think of these people. I've never seen such nasty people. And, you know, and I think about my kids and it's like, I'm so sorry I brought them into this world because this can happen to them.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, It is just...
1: It is just, I mean, only the strong survive. I mean, look at how strong of a woman you are. You you nearly died, okay? Mm -hmm. But you're here. You're back. You overcame this. And by the grace of God, you're out here trying to tell people how they can deal with this type of situation, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, like I told you earlier, I mean, uh, you know, you're a chosen one. Uh, you know, God put you out here to to spread the word and, and and do everything you can before you leave this earth to help others that are going to have to deal with this demonic, corrupt system
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah it's it, it is it's truly it is truly demonic um when they take pleasure in someone having a heart attack like marcus Eccles i mean they they didn't care they made him walk down to the infirmary or whatever they call it. And um, they barely helped them until they finally decided to call an ambulance. <laughs> well, like what is, you know, these, I, I know these prison guards don't care about you, but they have to understand there are people in there who really shouldn't be in there.
1: Of course not. These, you know, and you guys hit on another point too, and you were, you're the one that, Is you're the specialist in this area. And that's uh, how they put these uh, child psychologists and and psychiatrists and stuff and involve them in your case. Mm -hmm. Trust me, these are the bottom of the barrel Mm -hmm. professional people, okay? They don't go get a, a, a real good, highly reputable psychiatrist or child psychologist or psychiatrist to do this. They go get somebody, it could be their. Cousin or brother in law or something they're just coming in and faking like mm-hmm. he 's a child psychologist, because these people don 't have a clue
0: Mm-mm.
1: as to what is really going on in that right. child 's life
0: right, and the thing is, you know when you mentioned a child psychologist what what I had to deal with was uh, you just you just wouldn 't believe it. I was actually granted a visit to see my kids in the child psychologist's office and i could give them their easter baskets there and i brought the dog and i wore this necklace that my friend kind of picked out well she did pick it out she saw it first it was at tj maxx and um it said i love you more and uh you know parents always say that to the kids i mean even fathers mothers if a kid says i love you mom i love you dad you always respond i love you more I mean, it's nothing personal, right? right? I mean, so I wore that, you know, and my friend said, oh, you say this all the time. You know, we both, we laughed about it as I was buying it. And so I wore that to the office. And then with that visit, afterwards came a, um, another custody hearing where she was um, up on the stand talking and about, uh, she was horrible, (laughs) I mean, she was absolutely horrible. She said right. that I, I made the visit all about myself. When I was asking the kids, how school? How's this? I even bought them shirts, and I gave them shirts along with their Easter basket. Mm-hmm. You know, I made it all about them. Who cares about me? I get to see my, my kids, and they get to see me. But she, right. she got up on the stand, and she has this horrible, um, mousy, grinding voice. Do you know what that sounds like? It kind of sounds like this. She wore this necklace and it said, I love you more. And I think that demonizes the father.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And, I'm, and my, I actually heard my mother gasp. She was at the back of the courtroom. I wish she would have sat up front more, but she just didn't. She always sat in the back. But I heard her go, oh, like, what the heck? Because my parents, in fact, were there at that visit as well. Mm-hmm. And, and and we even have a photo. I've proved that they were there. Right. Like, um, we just couldn't believe this. Um, couldn't wait for her to get off the stand because I couldn't stand her voice. But finally she <laughs> did get off the stand. And, you know, <laughs> that's what pa- parents have to deal with when you get involved with this um, corrupt court system.
1: It is just... People that haven't gone through this, and they just see us going through it. A lot of people, you know, it's funny because, I mean, not funny, but over the years, I've just been amazed at how people respond to this situation. Uh, just like your friends, your mm-hmm. your relatives, your neighbors, your even your family, mm-hmm. and then just your coworkers and people that that see you going through this. They mm-hmm. have no clue. Mm-hmm. They don't even really wanna know. They know what you're they know you're not making stuff up, but mm-hmm. they don't they don't they can't fathom how deeply corrupt and bad this system really is. They never do. They don't understand. They they just mm-hmm. think that you know, you're bringing bad vibes, you know, around mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. they don't really want to talk about it. They don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, I mean, if they've helped you do anything else in your life, this is something that they want no parts of. Right. And that's that's one of the worst things about this system. Mm -hmm. Now, if you did have more support from people who can see what's going on, Mm -hmm. then maybe they could help you bring these issues to light.
2: Mm-hmm. Better
1: than you can bring them yourself, and just with uh you, you know, co with people like myself that have gone through this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have, you know, a whole army of people that said, Hey, you know what? This is just not right. You know, you're not right how you're doing these people, you know, and mm-hmm. what if that was doing it to me? I wouldn't like it, you know, right. but you don't have that because the system does such a great job of portraying uh the custodial parent as the victim right and you know the state gets behind her the and then you know the sad part about it is they will even if you had a a decent amicable divorce situation and you know basically you just came into the system just really not knowing and you just Thought that this was the thing to do was to take it to court and get the government involved, just so you could. My thing was, I thought this was the thing to do. I thought the government would come in and do the right thing and come right down the middle and make a decision that was in everybody's best interest, including the kids. But mm-hmm. nothing could be further from the truth.
0: Oh, exactly. And you know, my mother used to say, "Well, the wheels of justice are slow." Is Is slow. And um, maybe she was referring to criminal court or something like that. Um, You know, um, but not family court. There is no justice there.
1: So, family court is one of the most corrupt organizations on this planet. Mm -hmm. Uh, It needs to be demolished, needs to be. Totally eliminated. It's not helping anybody. Uh one good thing I heard you and Mark discuss, another good thing I heard you and Mark discuss was the fact that, and he said I told you this when you and I had our first uh podcast regarding this issue. I don't know one person that's been through this system that it was beneficial to. Mm-hmm. I don't know one parent, custodial or non or a child mm-hmm. that has been put in this system that has benefited from it. There are no good stories in this, none. So you tell me any other system out there in this world where there's no good and bad, there's mm-hmm. only bad.
0: Yeah, it's just, it just, it creates, A plethora of problems, not only financial, but then you've got a vindictive judge, you've got a vindictive ex, and then they turn the kid against you. Perfect. It's a perfect storm.
1: Absolutely. I have my relationship with my daughters to this day has been strained. They've been alienated from me. Uh, My ex is so wicked, she hides behind and trolls me on social media, acting like she's my daughter's, (laughs) okay, and answering questions that I'm, I'm trying to communicate with my daughter. She's behind on their profiles, answering questions for them and keeping them from me to this day, still doing it most wicked woman I know in this world, man,
2: Mm -hmm. you
1: know, to be doing stuff like that. And, you know, it's something wrong with a person who doesn't want a kid to have a mother and a father, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, their biological mother and father, if they're still living, it's something wrong with a person who Mm -hmm. will not let their kids associate with their biological parents. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to alienate them from their biological parent. It's something wrong with a person like that. The only mm-hmm. thing I can relate it to is 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 demonic, and mm-hmm. you know, wicked, you know, devilish, you know, stuff like that, man. I mean, because even after it's all said and done, let's say, for instance, after you go through court and you do all this and that, isn't isn't there are times when you just bury the hatchet and move on with your life and stop doing what you're doing or what, or what you did that got you into the situation. Maybe mm-hmm. change your life, maybe change your style, and maybe change your tone of thought and your thinking mentality toward that other person. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You would think that that person would, at some point in time, feel like, okay, it's just time to move on. I can't hold this. Because if you continue to hold this in you, it does something to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it really does. It keeps you from uh, enjoying life as you could actually enjoy it because this is so stressful. It's so uh, spiritually annihilating that you know, it turns good people into bad people, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're a good person and you're not going to let this system ruin you and you're Mm -hmm. out there trying to help others not have to go through it, God is going to bless you,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, for that. But if you continue to just go down that road and keep people in that rabbit hole and keep stuff stirred up and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. uh, I just can't say that good things are ever going to happen to that type of person. Mhm.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um they're only sabotaging themselves and the kids. They're not and You know, a
1: lot of it is brainwashing.
0: Right. And
1: right? They they want to totally brainwash that child, but mm-hmm. you know, eventually that child is going to wake up. I don't know if they'll do it at 21, 28, 35, 42 or 56, but one of these days that kid is gonna turn into an adult and they're gonna hear about all the horror stories of what they went through and they're gonna piece this stuff together and they're gonna hate that parent. They're gonna hate them. If, if they don't actually tell that person, that, that parent, that they really hate them, they're gonna hate them you know, on their own and silent. Mm-hmm. But they, you're not gonna ever get the love that you're seeking by dominating that child's life with your own personal agenda. And -hmm. that's all it is. It's somebody wanting to control that kid, every aspect of that kid's thinking, Mm -hmm. their lifestyle, their future, and everything. And And I'll say this. One thing that led up to this, my ex she was just so controlling. I mean, she Mm -hmm. didn't want to allow me to have any parts of the kids' education, uh, decisions about uh, what church we were going to go through. She she did everything behind my back and then would come back to me later and say, Oh, I I did this. I did that. You know, without talking to me up front and let's make a family decision on where the kids are going to go to school or, what church we're gonna to go to or uh, you know, major family decisions like that she wanted to do on her own. And uh, that is what led to my divorcing her.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I knew that regardless of uh, what was happening at that time, that we couldn't continue like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's no family system. That's not a good family system. To, that can thrive and raise good, good, good children to be good citizens in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And, uh, you know, I keep going back to myself, but Marianne, I know your situation was way worse than mine. And you know, the sad part about it is, there's people out there whose situation was worse than yours.
0: Exactly, exactly. You
1: know, people committing suicide off of this mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. Because, you know, you, you got so much coming at you. And then you finally, when you finally think the judicial system is there to do the right thing, protect both sides, protect your kids, and do something right for everybody involved in this situation, they let you down. They totally let you down. And you find out that they're corrupt and they're only in it for the money.
0: That's what it is. Yeah. But they're also in it to uh, get these kids away from you and make you pay. Yes. yes. Now, even though they have remarried and allegedly got on with their lives, they, they haven't moved forward. And by them not moving forward, it's, that's also damaging for the kids as well.
1: Absolutely. It is
2: just...
0: I I just uh, in fact one situation comes to mind as you were talking um I actually had believe it or not they they put me on supervised visits with with uh one one of each of the grandparents from you know right. either side and these are very old people you know my mother was very elderly at the time and so was the ex's father but the thing was um I had to take the one one child to pick up a, a tr- uh, I think it was like a, a an award from school and right. um I was supposed to have one of those um people that were supposed to supervise me because you know I'm so dangerous but they were supposed <sighs> to go with me and they were too tired they actually said I'm, I'm tired just just take them I'm like, I could get in trouble and you could get in trouble, but okay, I'll take him because we've got to be there at four. Okay. So we got there Mm -hmm. and um, we were, I was leaving the parking lot with my child and the ex was not far behind us. And he started yelling at his child saying, you get in a car, get in my car. And I said, wait a minute, this is my time to, to have him. Right, and I even said, I know I'm just so naive, like like the movie Clueless, my favorite movie. But yeah. um, I said, hey, why don't you follow us over, and you can, you know, see your see everybody. You know, I mean, I even offered right. him that, and the look on my child's face as he's being forced and coerced, coercive control into that car, saying, "You get in the car, get in that car right now." And the poor kid was looking at me like he was helpless, and he had to get in the car because, you know what, that's who he had to live with.
1: Right. Yeah. And he's probably, you know what, that wasn't the first time something like that has happened between him and that Mm -hmm. child. And who knows what that child is going through by being with a parent like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the sad part about it is the nice parents like you and me, the ones that can do all of the good for the kids. The court knows that, but they don't want the kid to be with us Mm because they know if that's the case, then, uh, you know, we may not even be in this entire situation. Right. If that were the case, if that was how it was supposed to be, they wouldn't get any money. Just like with shared parenting. Uh, if it was 50-50 shared parenting and both parents contributed to the kids, you know, you continue to take care of the kid. You know, mm-hmm. whether they were living with you or or your ex, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you continue to provide for the kid and you just have a different spouse or your ex is not with them anymore. But, you know, you still do the visitations and all that. That's too easy. Mm-hmm. They never want a system. They're going to always throw a kink in there somewhere
2: mm-hmm.
1: and try to make it seem like you're the problem. Oh, you had a problem complying with the system. Mm-hmm. Uh you did this wrong. You did that wrong. Like they put that order on you. That mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's crazy. I would I was always arguing against the fact that these visitations controlled like that. I was mm-hmm. like, why does it have to be like that? Why can't you and me. I used to tell my ex, why can't you and I just work out, uh, you know, the kids, seeing the kids and, and working that situation out among us? Why do we have to get the court involved in that particular situation? Because all that's doing is dragging the kids through the mud. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, some days they might not want to be with me, some mm-hmm. days they might not be, want to be with her. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They don't have a choice anymore. Mm -hmm. do that system, you know, and they have to suffer. And if the courts is doing it for the kids, then why do they have a system like that?
0: I don't know. You know, and, and, and the crazy part, when my child got in the car, um, the ex drove him back to my home Mm -hmm. and just dropped him off at the driveway and then drove off it made no sense <clears throat> it made absolutely no sense
1: your exes he got some issues man that a guy mm-hmm. and, you know usually it's the people like that 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 the that this particular system is on the side of this particular system mm-hmm. bodes well for people like that people, mm-hmm. uh, that type of character the good people the people that are trying to do the right thing we're the ones that get drugged through the mud on this thing yeah they're
0: yeah. very they're very fixated on the good uh the good target parent
1: right
0: you know um it's just uh unbelievable, and I just really feel sorry for you know uh the the kids that are alienated from me because they're going to have a lot of problems that they have yet to face that they, right. they didn't need this. On them. and No, they didn't ask for it. Right. And, you know, I'm so glad God devised hell, because that's where a lot of these people are going. There's a lot of judges, lying attorneys, and all these people, that's where they're going.
1: Absolutely. Hell in a handbasket.
0: Yes. They might as well
1: get ready for it. With gasoline (laughs) drawers on, man. Mm -hmm. They hit it right there. I mean, there's no other place for them. I mean that's where they came from anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean that, that's what those are the people that thought of this system, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I mean you look at people like Bill Clinton, you know when he put that thing in 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 and made parents uh what, what what was the thing Mark Eccles it, was talking about? It
0: was the uh, child support enforcement back in 1997. He yeah. uh, Clinton installed that. Yeah, right. thanks a lot.
1: Now, all of a sudden, a parent is like, uh, you know, know, not a felon, but, you know, they're like a lawbreaker. It's like he's making you, uh, you know, he's alienating you against your workforce, against, uh, you know, all the jobs that you may have in the future. He's putting you in a system to where uh, you're going to struggle. For the rest of your life mm-hmm. there's no clean way out of this system there's no once you get in it you know you're tarnished and you're scathed
0: mm-hmm. for the
1: rest of your life
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, you're not the same person you know sure. and, but the thing is you know like you and i have reinvented ourselves and i think that's what we have to tell parents that are down in the dumps absolutely This is a period of time that you will be down in the dumps, but then you have to, and I hate to use the term, snap out of it, but you have to, we'll say, bring yourself out of it.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, maybe, um, you know, start a podcast, you know, if you want, or if you want to start writing, yeah, or poems or something. Write poems, get on the Mm -hmm.
1: radio or something, tell Mm -hmm. somebody about your story, don't hold it in folks. Right. Struggling with this, the best thing to do is to deal with it, meet it squarely face-to-face, get with people who are going through it like you, that understand what you are going through, and just and deal with it. Don't try right. to run from it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you try to run from it, it's going to get worse.
0: Right. And it's also good to have, or if you can, find a really good counselor, someone right. you click with. And just right. because you meet one counselor you don't get, you just don't, you're not happy with, go find another one. Keep searching because, you know, maybe the third one, maybe the second one will be the one for you to talk to that understands. The court systems and understand what you've been through because you have now been shell-shocked you are now um you know having ptsd which it it, and other problems you know anxiety depression and you know and people think well let's label the person and call them crazy and that's not Mm -hmm. it no no you have been driven through hell by a, a court system that and legal abuse that was just uncontrollable. You could not control it. People think you can walk away from family court. You you can't. Sometimes you're no. sucked in, and you sometimes have to fight for your life.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know. So for the people out there,
2: mm-hmm. you know, I
1: just say, hey, you know, talk to people that are going through what you're going through. That understand what you're going through. Don't talk to people that are just on the outside looking in and don't want to get involved. That don't want to ask questions and really find out what's going on. Because mm-hmm. those people are just going to exacerbate the issue. I mean, yeah, and and you're,
0: you're, mm-hmm, and you're wasting ahead. your breath. I'm so Absolutely. sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like you're wasting your breath with those people because yeah. you've you've told you've opened the door to them to explain what had happened, and then they did they you, you could tell their eyes glaze over and just oh, don't. Yeah. Don't waste your breath, people. Right. You know, and um, I, I just, uh, you, you just have to stay positive. You know, wake up each morning and say, something good is going to happen today.
1: Oh, you said something that I, I want to interject on, which is really important to anyone struggling in this type of system. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resort it back to uh, the adhesion contract which is your social security card that a lot of people don't understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when you sign up for the social security system, okay. And you get a social security card. Okay. And you sign that card on the back. If you read the card on the back. It, it, it already tells you that it's not your property. Okay. And that, you, you know what I'm saying? If you mm-hmm. want to send it back, you can send it back. If you don't want to be in the program, but, when you sign up and you accept a Social Security card, that means you're going to go work for somebody and that you're expecting retirement benefits mm-hmm. through the government system, okay? That's what this whole thing was based on. That's how they can go in and change your whole life because they're going to try to get that money, mm-hmm. your retirement money and everything. They, basically, you're a slave, and they're mm-hmm. telling you that once you enter this type of system, we own you for the rest of your life. Mm
2: -hmm. So this
1: is what I tell people. Yes, there is a way around it. You gotta start your own business. That's just it. You gotta be your own boss and you gotta get out of the social security system. You can send that damn card back and start your own business. Now you might not be able to get any government loans and stuff like that based on your social security number and all that kind of stuff. But guess what? Life goes on. Mm -hmm. That's not the only thing and the only way you can make money. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can make money, get an idea, run with it, get behind it, put your energy behind it and just do it. Mm -hmm. And trust me, If you can take control of your own finances, you can get yourself out of this system. But that's the only way. As long as you're going and working for other companies, they're going to put you through this system because they got your social security number and you're in the government's social security system. This whole Title IV-D is based on the Social Security Act of 1935. Okay, And that meant that the government can now come in and dictate people's financial future Mm -hmm. okay your retirement your job you're working for your income your money your household your lifestyle that's how they do it Mm -hmm. but if you gain control of your own finances get your own business get you an EIN number Mm -hmm. which is an employer identification number that's under you can put that under a corporation or a sole proprietorship and you can get out of this system but that's mm-hmm. the only way you're gonna get out of this system. As long as you're working for people, you're under this system. So that's that's the one point I wanna to make to anybody. I told this to a 30-something year old uh man, and I told him, as long as the only thing you're doing is going and working for companies, you're gonna be in this system till you die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the time you can figure out how to make money, I don't care if it's mowing lawns or detailing cars, painting houses, doing a podcast, writing a book, whatever you could do to gain individual control over your finances is only going to help you move forward and get out of this system. That's the only way out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no he, other way out. You right. can't do it through lawyers. You can't mm-hmm. do it through the system. You can't, the laws are all written against you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and trust me, it has been this way for a long time and mm-hmm. it's not going to change right and the so, only yeah. Right,
0: yeah the only way we can change it also not just you know like, like you said you know right, right run your own business right. but you're also can also helping your own mind absolutely it's a mindset
1: absolutely
0: so you know i i thought you know we're going to leave people on a positive note that you can reinvent yourself. You can make changes in your life and, you know, start a new hobby, you know, painting landscapes, you know, maybe trying to sell paintings. I know that's difficult to do, but, you know, heck just do it for fun.
1: Exactly. Don't
0: do Don't, don't change your whole
1: perception on Mm -hmm. what it is to uh, what makes you happy. You have Mm -hmm. to find out what really makes you happy in life. And it's soul searching. You have to really sit down and do some soul searching. And Mm -hmm. once you find out what really makes you happy in life, it doesn't really matter how much money you make. As long as you're doing it and Mm -hmm. you're doing it, you know, like you want to do it, then everything else will fall in place. And guess what? The money's coming too. Mm -hmm. Because if you do what you've done, For going in and working for somebody. And if you take that same spirit and turn around and work for yourself, Mm -hmm. you'll be amazed at where you'll be Mm -hmm. just in a year, just in two years of working for yourself. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, man, why wasn't I doing this earlier? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Why wasn't I doing this five and ten years ago?
0: Yeah, you've got to lift yourself up and you got uh, to. Yeah. And I think I think this was a very uplifting podcast. I really do. I think this was good to have you on and to um, just it just gives people hope because that there is hope if you and I can pull through this, other people can as well. And I don't know if do you have people reach out to you? Um, Would you uh, do you want me to put in the podcast notes how you want to be reached?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm still answering a lot of different. uh... Uh, uh, requests from people on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. I still have my YouTube page going and uh, if they want to basically reach out to me. They can send me an email to uh, gelmactech at gmail.com. That's G-E-L-M-A-C-T-E-C-H at gmail.com. Or they can go to my YouTube page, which is Arthur. That's A-U-T-H-O-R. Mike R. Akins, and that's A-I-K-I-N-S. So um, a lot of people are looking at my videos and stuff like that on YouTube, and they're making comments. And I've helped a lot of people from uh, them just watching those videos and making comments and asking me questions about what they can do next.
0: That's, that's good. I'm so glad. And I'll have you come back on as a return guest okay
1: I, i'd be i'd be delighted
0: oh that's great well don't jump off okay, okay. Um, slam the is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation i'm your host marianne Petrie, author of dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids was not enough and cry out for justice poems of truth please join us again in the future uh with mike and other guests for more exciting episodes thank you again mike
1: Oh, you're welcome,
0: Marianne. Anytime you need me,
1: I'll be happy to do a podcast with you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.